0: Welcome back to the Middle Tech Podcast. You got Logan Jones here today, joined by Evan Knowles and TJ Barnett. So, we're going to be doing a recap of season six of the Middle Tech Podcast. We're going to be talking about everything that went down in season six, which is pretty insane that we've been doing this for six seasons now, going into our seventh season. We're going to be talking about some of our favorite episodes, some of the more significant things we got to cover throughout the season of the podcast, some personal updates, Evan selling Simba, TJ going full time on full court. Uh, Sales River continuing to grow, and then we're also gonna be talking about some of the events we put on, uh, as well as some other updates from season six. So before we do that, we wanna get a quick word from our sponsors. We hope you guys enjoy. Before highlighting our sponsors, we'd just like to state that the views and content shared on this platform do not necessarily reflect those of our show sponsors. Middletech is presented by KY Innovation, the Kentucky Cabinet for Economic Development's Office of Entrepreneurship. KY Innovation exists to support and develop Kentucky's startup ecosystem, and we are proud to be supported by an organization whose mission aligns so closely with ours. If you're a founder building in Kentucky, you need to check out the resources that KY Innovation has to offer. You can find more information by clicking the link in our show notes or going to kyinnovation.com. Middletech is sponsored by Bolt Marketing. Take your website to the next level with a website that's built to work. At Bolt Marketing, they're revolutionizing websites for small businesses that are affordable, customizable, and hassle-free. Whether you have a construction company, a boutique clothing store, or you own a hot yoga studio, they have options for you. Click the link in our show notes to explore their marketing options that can transform your marketing and grow your business. And as a personal note, Bolt Marketing built our website and they were awesome to work with throughout the entire process. We highly recommend working with them. All right, fellas, here we are. Let's uh, jump into recapping season six here. Evan, why don't you kick us off here? Um, You know, we started off talking about different news stories going on at the beginning of the season. We transitioned into doing interviews like we were used to, but uh, we, I really enjoyed kind of having both of those throughout the season. So let's talk about you know our favorite episodes from both of those styles of interviews. Uh, let's talk about the most significant interviews in in your eyes here. Yeah.
1: Well, I think what we're doing, which is what we have been for six years, is testing like what our audience really loves and what they want to hear from us. And we started doing founder interviews and that really resonated and we got a lot of growth from that. And we said, well, what else can we do and challenge ourselves with? uh, And uh, news was something that we wanted to get into. So uh, every week we were doing recaps of the biggest news stories and tying some of those back to Kentucky. Uh, Some of them we weren't. And so we were really just trying to challenge ourselves with new content. So some of my favorite things um, were covering artificial intelligence. Uh, It's very fast developing Uh, very important. It's going to be very impactful. Uh, And a lot of investment has been going into it. Um, I have been developing uh, an AI company with a co-founder. We can get into how um, I sold Simba and now build an AI. But covering AI was something that was really eye-opening to me and kind of uh, allowed me to learn about it quickly by talking about it on the podcast. So in general, um, that's probably a topic that was a favorite of mine. And then episode-wise, my favorite was probably um, App Harvest not because I liked covering the outcome, um, but because that was really kind of the first piece uh, I did kind of investigative journalism where I really went deep on the company, uh, went deep into their financials, uh, into their operations, hiring, and, and was actually the first to kind of break um, a lot of that information to the public. I think that what happened with App Harvest was a lot of positivity and virtue signaling, and so the public really didn't know what was going on with that and i was definitely the first to kind of open up the doors to uh, the general public of what was really going on behind the scenes both from a finance perspective um, and an operational perspective because nobody was covering that and so that was kind of interesting to see um, the public reception of that which was you know really i think uh, surprising for me was how many investment bankers reached out to me how many just normal everyday retail investors that lost money reached out to me even at employees reaching out to me and saying, thanks for covering the financial side of this. I really didn't have any transparency into this. And so it was interesting to see just the public's reception of a piece like that, of something that was so well covered in Kentucky, and we viewed it as something that was going to change the state in a lot of ways. So I think covering that and kind of opening the doors to what was really happening behind the scenes um, was both fun, but also eye-opening for the public. Um, So it was pretty impactful piece. We had thousands and thousands of people um, listen and uh, read that article.
0: Yeah, it's probably the most significant thing that happened for Kentucky, certainly for Lexington. We're actually in the office building that App Harvest uh, was originally in. And I think the coolest part of that is, you know, you really dove into a lot of what was released in their financial statements. And a lot of it was kind of obvious before anybody really knew what was going on. Nobody kind of did deep dives like you did. So I think that really paid off in the the episodes that we released about that. We had a, a lot of feedback. It obviously sucks, though, to have... Have that happen. Um, I know you're planning on doing another episode to talk about the outcome of that and what it means for Kentucky going forward. Um, but I think it was a significant thing for Middle Tech to to be reporting on that all the way from the very beginning. You know, we we tried our best to be uh, as realistic as possible about everything that was going down well, there. And, you know, we started covering them before they even started construction. Exactly. You know, so to yeah. take it exactly. full circle
1: soon with the final episode on outcomes and how we should view this as a state. I think is going to be important because that needs to come from within our state from people that are deeply interested and invested into the startup and technology um, ecosystem, uh, which we are. And so, again, uh, unfortunate outcome, but I think it's super important that uh, that's covered uh, in great detail because, you know, the learnings from failure like that um, are much more valuable uh, when they're covered and shared with everybody.
0: Yeah, agreed. And aside from covering some of the news, you know, we also covered a lot of awesome entrepreneurs that were building uh, companies here in Kentucky and in this region. Uh, so two of my favorite episodes um, that were more interview based. Obviously, I'm, I'm biased, but I really enjoyed um, having Kobe and Chris, our new chief revenue officer of Sales River, on the podcast. I'm um, just talking about how that company transitioned from LeadRilla. You know, we had had LeadRilla and Kobe on the podcast twice. And then being able to talk about that transition to sales river and have chris on and talk about the transition of that company uh, from more of a service-based company to a SaaS company was a lot of fun and being able to kind of share my perspective being a part of that for three and a half years uh, and then also cake which was kind of related to the insurance space uh, adam Bo, who is the ceo of cake now uh, really enjoyed that interview um, it's fun when you're able to kind of talk about a company that you have some good Uh, You know, we have experience in the insurance industry, so it made a lot of sense what he's building to me. That was another one of my favorite interviews. Um, Aside from that, uh, let's get into talking about some of the things that we've all had going on personally behind the scenes. Uh, I think it's uh, known by everyone that typically listens. This is a side thing for us. Middle Tech is a passion project. We all have full-time jobs that we dedicate, you know, a majority of our time to and work full-time at. Um, So let's talk a little bit about you know what we've been working on outside of Middle Tech, because not only do we live and breathe, you know, startups. Everyone here is either working at a startup or building a startup. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so TJ, why don't you kick us off uh, talking about Full Court? Yeah. So I know it was a big deal for you to go full time on that. So tell us a little yeah. bit about it and how that yeah. transition has been for you.
2: You know, super exciting, and I and I credited a lot of what I learned with Middle Tech uh, to to now what I'm doing with Full Court. You know, just understanding operations behind content. Um, taking that, building full court, um, being a part of the NBA and the NFL, and allowing me to understand kind of how to create a content machine and make it scalable for small business, medium-sized business, and and large-scale business. And so, you know, I was very much planning on doing a third year at the NFL, um, but in August we picked up four clients, um, and I just looked at it and said, we got 15 clients with full court, NFL season, and middle tech. If I did all that, (laughs) I would be able – I would burn out, I would crash – Um, And so it really led me to go full time on full court and and put everything into it. And so I'm I'm very happy and blessed to say that, you know, we're sitting at 25 different brands at full courts running right now. Um, We just picked up some big contracts, both locally and nationally. Um, And it's one of those things where, you know, the ride is going so fast. I don't have enough time to really appreciate it. And I think it's almost similar to how Middle Tech season six turned out. Whereas season six, we were trying a lot of different things, um, trying to figure out who we were um, as a company with the founders, with the tech updates. Um, and similar to full court, you know, I, I was working part time. I had started to hire contractors. I had to figure out operationally who we were and how to operate, and how to run. Um, and that's something that's been really fun to be a part of. Um, you know, I, I give a lot of credit to my team. Um, without them, we wouldn't be able to produce the content that we do. And it's just been a lot of fun, man. And and like I said, both with Middle Tech and Full Court, huge learning year. And I'm really looking forward to 24 because you know we're bringing on two full-time employees. Um, so that's like very humbling in my aspect too. You know, it's it's humbling and scary. And I'm sure every founder can relate. You know, you're excited to expand your company, but you're also scared because now you have somebody's life kind of you know in your hands with the salary and and all that great stuff. So I'm um, just
0: really excited, nervous, um, and, and ready to go and i know you've talked about it on the podcast before and, and shared about it obviously on social media but for anybody that might not be aware of what full court actually does talk about you know your elevator pitch for full court and yeah. just talk hit on some of the the clients that you're serving right now
2: yeah so full court's a social media marketing agency that creates uh amazing content to help clients win on social um it's full it's full service full scale uh we create the strategy create the calendar create the content graphics video um, and then we have videographers, photographers, anything that you need f- fully focused on social media. Um, you know, it's, 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 there's a lot of agencies out there that have, you know, a lot of marketing agencies or a lot of, you know, social media agencies that do, you know, ads or website or messaging. Like, no, we're, we're strictly focused on social because it's become so big. I mean, 23, if you don't have a social media presence, you're losing a lot of credibility as a brand. Um, And it really goes across, you know, all niches, all um, industries, all brands. Uh, You know, it's hard to have a business in 23 and not be active on social in some way. Uh, So we really saw that, took advantage of it, um, built a really great team. And uh, some of the brands that are here locally, uh, one of my favorites, Athlete Advantage, um we do Athlete Advantage Social 15 Club. You know, for those that don't know, the 15 Club is NIL collective or NIL sports agency um, for the University of Kentucky. Um, they just became the official partners for them. Uh, so that was a big one with my sports background, obviously. Um, you know, got our first NFL athlete, uh Rondale Moore, receiver for the Cardinals. Um that was huge. Uh and you know, we just signed Gus's world famous fried chicken um here in Lexington, uh, hopefully working towards a national deal. Um, in the next coming weeks. so it's just uh, a lot of a lot of hard work. and you know, we started the year with five five brands. We're at twenty five now. It's insane growth. Um, it just shows you the need and shows you
0: that we're in a good spot in the market to kind of take off in twenty four. That's awesome. And Evan, you had some huge stuff going on this year., uh, you spent a lot of the year building up Simba then you ultimately had an exit. So I know we're probably going to do a recap episode of that and really do a deep dive on what you learned from that and what your experience was like building a company and then ultimately exiting that company. Um, but let's just touch briefly on what it was like to sell that company and you know what the process was like and anything you feel like sharing and kind of a a high level overview of that. Yeah.
1: So definitely the most challenging year, I think professionally for me. And I, I love that. Um, So at the beginning of the year, we raised a bridge round to increase our uh, runway. Uh, So we raised total just under about a million dollars. But unfortunately, you know, it doesn't matter how much money you raise, how great your product is, if you don't find kind of that go-to-market that's repeatable and a way to get it to scale, uh, we just unfortunately weren't able to figure that out. The real estate industry, um, you know, for those that didn't know what what Simba was, we were building um, a... Fintech company specifically for residential real estate agents, and so as a financial product to help them manage their business. Um, and so we had um, built that and tried to take it to market unsuccessfully. And so uh, what we had to do was look at ourselves and say, you know, we need a positive outcome of this, um, at least with the best, uh, make the best of the circumstances we have. And so we we had to exit the company because we were not able to continue raising any more capital. Um, and so luckily there was a great company. Uh, that acquired us. I can't speak too much about it unfortunately because of their confidentiality. Uh, they have some super exciting things they want to do with the business uh, going forward so it's gonna be exciting to see uh, how it grows. Um, but sold that in about August of this year and since then um, been traveling and just kind of relaxing. Uh, it's been a crazy ride. and so I'm just kind of recharging and I'm working on you know no, a new project and so soon i'll I'll be sharing what that is if it works out. Um got to test some things first, but um, definitely, the you know, most challenging um, year I would say of my life overall, uh, which again I love. Um, and so, part of that was you know exiting Simba, which is the biggest thing um, probably had happened this
0: year. What was the most challenging part of it?
1: Um, I, I would say dealing with the team. Uh, you know, as CEO, it's your job to be the most optimistic person on the team and make sure that uh, everybody on the team is optimistic as well. And there comes a point when you uh, trip a line where you're no longer able to do that, and you have to look out for their well-being, and say, "Hey, you know, we don't have the runway for me to continue to take care of you. You have to take care of yourself." Um, and when that happens, um, I can't really describe what that feeling's like. Uh, it's very hard. Uh, and so when that starts to build and you get closer to that point, um, the stress and just the anxiety and kind of the struggles that go along with that, from a mental health perspective and just everything as an entrepreneur, kind of hits you at once. And so. Uh, when you have that effect on you it it, it's tough um so that's probably the hardest thing is just um you know knowing like tj said a second ago when you when you have full-time employees and they've got families and their health insurance is you know in your hands and you have so much going um, for them in their lives and responsible for them and you have to look them in the face uh, and say you you no longer take care of them um, is a really hard thing Uh, but also just in general like throwing yourself so heavily into a project and a company like that, uh, for years, uh, we were working on that for about three and a half years and, and got it so far, but to know we didn't reach our goal, um, you know, that's, that's super challenging. So, uh, that's just part of the journey. That's part of entrepreneurship. Uh, and you just have to, you know, embrace that. And the reason I love it is just because, you know, the next one will be much easier, um, from a, from a knowledge perspective and, and what I learned and can apply to the next one.
0: Yeah, it was really cool watching you build that company. I'm, I'm sure you've learned a ton from it, and it'll be exciting to go through and do a, a recap of everything. Um, I know you've got an article you, you're likely going to release about all that, and we'll sit down and do a deep dive uh, sometime in season seven. So be looking out for that. Uh, as for me, um, it's been a big year of consistency with Sales River for the most part. Um, we raised a Series A, raised 3.9 million in a Series A. We officially launched Sales River, um, so we were LeadRilla for the first three years that I was around, and then this year um, formally launched Sales River, which we essentially just took the software that we built with LeadRilla, spun that into a software company, um, to where we're taking the software that we built and offering that uh, as a software solution uh, to our clients now, like Humana and AmeriLife uh, primarily, as well as a few other big clients. And so that's just been, uh, you know, a big change. It's basically been like starting a whole new company. Um, figuring out how to build a sales process for that. And as part of that, uh, we ended up hiring on a chief revenue officer, um, which has been a huge change, not only, I mean, especially for me since I was on the sales team, but for the entire team and the culture of our team. Um, and so that's just been a huge learning experience. It's been a step out of the comfort zone. Uh, it's been a learning experience, learning how to do things like cold outreach, um, try and build try and build a sales process there. Uh, and I probably learned more in this past six months, I would say, than uh, I did through any of, of my college career, as far as like career-wise, um, things that, that are important to learn. And probably in the full three years that I was here, I'd say the most learning was packed into this past six months, because there's so much like, there's just a lot more pushing forward now that we had raised capital and had a, a chief revenue officer. Um, um, yeah, just real quick. So I, you talk about the growth
2: of of the company. I mean, you were here from you know three years ago when it was
0: how many people? Yeah, I was a fifth employee. Yeah, so five to on. 22. I
2: mean, just yeah. talk about how that shakes up a company and how you guys were able to navigate that through the past
0: year especially. Yeah. I mean, I think the, one of the most significant things of like growing a company from five people to, to 22 is the changes in culture that happen. Um, I'm probably gonna end up writing an article kind of about what it's been like to be with a startup for three and a half years now and to join on as the fifth employee. And as I was thinking about that, the one way I would kind of describe joining the company as a fifth employee was like startup paradise for a little while. You know, the revenue was flowing in. It was growing. Uh, we you know, definitely we had, know what that's like. Yeah, <laughs> we had we had uh, huge clients coming in. Everything was was awesome. And it was just like, I knew that the culture we had of being able to like go out to lunch for, you know, an hour and a half a day, play this Pongrilla, this game that we invented in the office, like we were having a lot of fun at the same time. But I knew eventually it was going to have to be like heads down, start really grinding to to get where we needed to go. And i think that culture shift has been one of like the more challenging things to figure out as we grow from five people to 22. Um, and then also it's just like you know when you start growing like that we moved from an open floor plan into actual offices and then that changes the dynamics in the office and how you're communicating with the rest of the people you're working with and uh, i think yeah the culture shift has been one of the the things that has been more difficult uh, to figure out but also um, part of just growing as a company, figuring, figuring out that part of it. Um, I will say I don't have a ton of details to talk about yet. Um, it is time for a transition there. So we'll have more to talk about, um, on that realm in season seven. Um, but moving on from talking about personal things, let's talk about events. That was another big part of season six for us. TJ, you kind of led the charge there in helping us plan events, helping us execute those events. And we had some really successful events this year. So let's talk, uh, let's recap it some of those events let's talk about the blue north event yeah. first um so why don't you just give us a recap on planning those events and what they're about how we went about pulling them off and our plans going forward
2: yeah never never thought that i would ever have event planner under uh a role description for me in any in any capacity uh but this year really changed that uh, we hosted i think three events with middle tech three with developlex Lex. And it was a lot of fun, man. Um, You know, it's stressful, uh, especially the panels. when uh, We had so many errors with uh, the mic and audio set up. uh, But it's fun, you know, being able to just get with the guys, get with everybody, and put on something that the community can be a part of. It was a lot of fun. And the reward of watching it unfold, right, it's so stressful leading up to it. But watching it unfold, people, you know, having drinks, having food. And connecting, um, that was really rewarding. And so the, the Blue North event was huge. Um, shout out to Dave Knox of Blue North uh, for helping us put that together. Uh, super excited to continue partnering with them in the future. But that was the biggest one we've hosted for either brand, DeveloperX Middle Tech. Ninety people around there showed up. Um, we were, um, you know, had the drinks were definitely flowing, <laughs> <Didn't>, <laughs> it was, it We was we took a, care of the bar tab, definitely took care of it. Um, and, uh, had some great pizza and a uh, really great conversation that Evan had moderated and just seeing the, the, like I said, the camaraderie that was being built, the connections that are being, uh, made and, and seeing how close knit Northern Kentucky is. Uh, that's something that I didn't really anticipate was just kind of the
1: community around there, but they're growing like crazy, man. Um, yeah, it's much bigger than Louisville or Lexington's community. Uh, yeah. Which is fascinating. I mean, they do have Cincinnati, um, but Northern Kentucky in general, like you said, super tight knit and, and pretty large community there. But I think to give more details on why we're doing events. I mean, I think over the last five years, we've been building a great audience of people that are highly engaged with us on the podcast and the social channels that we've built. And we really wanted to figure out how to bridge that to in-person events, especially coming out of COVID, as I think people are kind of craving that community and, and in-person um, event style. And obviously, we're well-connected well and can put together some great panels. And so we really wanted to just engage the audience in new ways and bring new experiences. So <clears throat> events were the way that we expanded that uh, this year, and we look to continue to do that in a big way. Well, I think the the,
2: the difference with our events, too, is what we've heard a lot of feedback from is people like how laid back it is. So many times you go to a networking event and you feel stiff, you feel like you have to have a conversation or you have to act a certain way. It, it felt like there was a lot of um, genuine relationship building happening in our events. And I think that's what people got so excited about. Um, and I'm really looking forward to continuing that. Um, you know, For example, the, the, the develop X events that we hosted, you saw the same people come out each time so and and it was like a community being built you know a few people more adding each time um, same thing with middle tech uh, and, and what i hope to happen um, over the next year you know we've had an event in Louisville Lexington and and, and northern kentucky um, so it'll be interesting to see how we can kind of keep the momentum going there
1: well, I, I think see. free free alcohol helps too free yes. alcohol <laughs> and that that's <laughs> Definitely the only reason but helps. i'm just saying like it's a conversation
0: differentiator is like Hey, a nice bourbon diet. we taking day. care of people. <laughs> yep, taking for sure. care of people. Yeah. No event. Event planning is a lot harder than you'd expect. Yeah, and no it ideas. also, like, I sometimes I get nervous talking on the podcast. That's mostly like not a thing anymore since we've been doing it for so long. But for some reason, even if I'm not speaking at an event, I get like super nervous about putting on an event because it's just like yeah. so much can kind of go wrong with sound or with. Well, we got Food pretty lucky, in, uh, at, 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 at yeah, we've uh, we've dealt with it all. I mean, the, we've, we've, we've solved some problems <laughs> <and> then, uh, <laughs>
1: in last minute. That's actually. for that's, that's for damn sure. sure. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's for sure. Um, all right, moving on from talking about events, something that I'm actually I'm really proud of that me and TJ got to to work on together was the Game Change Initiative. Yep. Um, so that was a really big deal for Middle Tech UK. Um, uh, UK Innovate uh, is the uh, Ian McClure's office who we've had on the podcast before. Uh, we got to work with them on this game change initiative which is a 160 million dollar grant that uk was kind of leading the charge on uh, pulling all these different partners together ian mcclure was the uh, director of this program um, and they were trying to submit an application for this 160 million dollar grant to modernize manufacturing between kentucky and tennessee and so we got to help create content content about that kind of describing what the game change initiative is all these different partners that are contributing, uh, to modernizing, manufacturing people from different industries, people from different universities, from different research labs. Uh, and I thought that was a very cool thing to get involved in because it not only sure. aligned with all the different entrepreneurial and innovation things that we do and Kentucky innovation, who's one of our primary sponsors, but it was also, um, something that actually moved the needle. If we end up getting that $160 million grant, that's obviously a huge deal. Yeah, uh, for this for this industry. So TJ, I want you to talk about it from the perspective of actually landing that because you did a lot of the work around communicating what we were going to do, how we were going to do it, and actually making it happen. I got to go and do a lot of the interviews, but yeah. um, talk about actually landing that as a as no, a deal. Yeah,
2: it was great, and I think it really speaks to like you said, what we do at Middle Tech. Um, you know, Ian obviously being on it, having that connection strong, and understanding that we can uh, convey a story and and make it uh interesting make it something that people want to be a part of right and that's the that's i think that's one of the biggest things and hardest things about the game change initiative is you have to get Kentucky and Tennessee to work on the same page to figure out how they can help both uh both sides um and still come out on top cuz a lot of things that we heard was you know there is competition out there and you want to <laughs> you want to be able to be the better state but to be able to to come together like this and help them do that that was great and so just talking with um, Jackie over at UK as well um, throughout the entire process, letting her understand, you know, how we can uh, make an impact. Uh, video was big, um, capturing all the B-roll throughout the event. Um, like Logan said, interviews, um, you know, whether it was the, the why behind Game Change, the how, all that great stuff, figuring out, you know, getting those perspectives from both sides was massive. Um, photos, and um, and I'll let Logan talk about just the, the final product of Kind of doing a three-part series on it, yeah. Um, which you know, you did an amazing job. You know, it, it's hard for me to take any
0: credit because that—that's <laughs> how it really wrapped up. Was was you killing that? Yeah, we haven't gotten to release that yet. I'm excited to put that out. That'll probably be some maybe a bonus episode that we put out between season six and season seven. But um, I essentially got to take all the interviews that I did and pull out certain questions to formulate the what, the why, and the how of the game change Initiative. So why it's so important, how it's actually going to happen, and what it what it actually is. Um, so that's going to be coming out here soon. That was uh, something I put a lot of time and effort into. And I'm very proud of the the final product. So be on the lookout for that. Um, moving on from that, TJ, I want to talk about social media mm-hmm. this year because yeah. really this started really when we, when we brought you on the team in the first place. Uh, we really started placing a lot more importance on social media. But just talk about how our strategy around social media has evolved. Some of the things you're most proud of with how our social media team is functioning now. How Full courts tied into that, I think, would be would be helpful for yeah for listeners as well.
2: Yeah, no it's 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 been it's been a, it's been a very interesting year. Um, you know, the past couple of years, I've come on here and talk about some big numbers, and and we've had some big numbers this year, but I don't really want to focus on that right now because what what I want to talk about more is understanding. We've had a transition this year, going from you know so heavy on the national and regional tech news, like uh, you know OpenAI or whatever the case may be. Um, but we really want to get back to, and I think we've done it the past few weeks, really want to get back to highlighting entrepreneurs in the state and how they can utilize um, the knowledge that we have, that that the founders have, that we bring on. And so, and I would love, this is a shout out to to all of you. If If you could just reach out to us, let us know what kind of content you want to see, whether it's uh, deep dives from these two, talking about their experience on the podcast or um, in their work environment. Same thing with me, if you want to learn more about social media. Um, would love to figure out how we can be more of value on social for the founders and for the people that listen to our show. Um, and so, yeah, this year was was really interesting, right? We had some really great wins when it came to um, you know just general national tech news. And um, I think the biggest thing that that we learned um, is bringing on somebody who can tell a story in 60 seconds. So a major shout-out to Austin Short. Um, Crushed it. Yeah, he's. I'm sure you've seen his face or at least heard his voice on a, on a piece of content that we've posted this past year. Um, he's done an amazing job for both brands, um, Develop Lex and Middle Tech, where he has been able to not only create stories uh, that are interesting and valuable, uh, but give you so much information in 60 seconds that allows you to take away that you actually you know, understand what's going on and that any other extra context you need, you can get it on the website, mean, on the podcast. Um, I really love, if you haven't seen it yet, go check out the piece he did on Raya, um, uh, with fetal life. And, uh, you know, that was one of the best pieces of content he's created for us in his time here. Um, we look forward to doing more of those, um, on, on the media package and KY innovation side, uh, a little bit later, but yeah, it's, um, I think getting more into that, we've known we needed that, all, all three of us, you know, on the team are super busy. So it's hard to create content like that. So having a guy like Austin uh, do that has been great.
0: Yeah, no doubt. And, uh, you know, I think the the big takeaway from season six with social and with the podcast is the experimentation that went into yeah. uh, to this past season to this year. It's a lot of trial and error when it comes to starting a media company and making sure it stays relevant. And as TJ said, we want you guys to reach out and let us know what What's working and what's not uh we really value that feedback so whether it's the email it's logan at middle com or evan or tj at middle com or dms uh we really do want to engage with our audience more and know what's valuable to our audience and you know, for instance getting into tiktok
1: you know we moved and transitioned really heavily more towards TikTok yep. and in the short form videos yeah you know we heard directly from audiences that that's where they were consuming content
0: mm-hmm. yeah so i mean that's a lot of what season seven is gonna is gonna hold is continuing to experiment yeah. and continuing to, uh, you know, try and figure out what engages best with with yeah, our audience. Never ending, and it makes it even harder that we're super niche, yeah, in a State that's not known for
1: technology, or and that's part of our growth. Like that's what our mission is: is to expand that. And so, uh, while it's hard and sometimes frustrating, uh, how little this community feels sometimes, uh, being able to do those events and just see how the audience has grown. Um, has been great. So, you know, we've got kind of multiple challenges on that front.
2: Yeah, and I think for season seven, just to talk talk about a little bit more, with KY Innovation, our sponsorship has grown for next year, um, creating these media packages for brands that are making an impact, a direct impact on the innovation side, the tech side. Um, in Kentucky, and so, like I said, check out the video we did with Raya that Austin did. Really great breakdown. Expect more of those heading into next year. Expect more graphic carousels breaking down the why behind the businesses that are making an impact in this in this in this state. Um, and I think just understand that you know we're we're always going to be experimenting. Um, every type of content form. Uh, I wouldn't be a good you know founder of a social media marketing agency. If we didn't create every piece of content that's out there and at least try something and try new stuff. Um, So yeah, thanks for, thanks for bearing with us this year and we look forward to keep on, keep on growing.
0: I think that's a good place to wrap up. So as TJ said, thank you guys for tuning in. We're looking forward to a great season seven, but we're also looking forward to taking a little break uh, between season six and season seven. So we'll plan on kicking off season seven sometime around mid January. Uh, Again, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for the support. Thank you for being part of this community. Until next time. Thank you all for tuning in. We hope you all enjoyed. Before signing off here, I just wanted to take a second to thank a lot of the people that make Metal Tech possible. So first off, I wanted to thank JP Blevins for letting us use his space to record. Uh, A big thank you to Jacob Spencer, our executive producer, and Lamia Stearns for uh, producing the episode and getting it out to all of you guys. And then a big thank you to TJ Barnett, Ethan Sharp, and Austin Short for producing all of our social content that goes out on our social channels. So uh, just wanted to make sure that we're highlighting everyone that makes Middle Tech possible. Takes a lot of work to do what we do. And I wanted to make sure that everyone that plays a role in that is recognized and appreciated.